0: Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from the Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of the Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. So today we have a collection of creepy stories all shared between myself and my sister, Jenny. Can you believe we're already on our fourth week of creepy stories? Anyway, this week, we're basically letting you listen in on a conversation Jenny and I had way back in April. She was telling me her story about almost chopping off her leg with a machete, if you haven't heard that one, it aired on May twenty third, 2019, when we somehow veered off into scary storyland, which is what you're about to hear, we covered a lot of ground, including insane asylums, psychic exes, things moving on their own, and more scary stories about the haunted house we grew up in. There's no shortage of those. Stay tuned. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to. How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Spooky Story Series for the month of October. Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. Something Jenny and I were talking about triggers some sad, creepy, psychic, paranormal, and still perplexing stories from me. I stayed a night one time in a converted insane asylum that they converted into like a bed and breakfast. Don't fucking do that people. What the hell was I thinking? You knew what you were signing up for there. Oh my God. I think, I think I left before we left before breakfast. It was so fucking creepy as hell there. I don't think I slept and we left at like seven in the morning. As soon as it was light out, I'm like, we're leaving. It was just the creepiest night ever.
1: No, I don't know if I'd like that. I would think I would like it until I actually did it. And then I would be like, I don't like this.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I don't think we learned it was an insane asylum, former insane asylum until after the fact they had converted into like this conference center, this beautiful thing. And then I think it was, um, I think we were talking to the caretaker who was um, from the town, you know, it was in a small town, kind of a smaller town. Yeah. And she told us, that this well this used to be you know the state hospital or the whatever and I knew and I'm like what goes on here weird stuff and she goes I find knives in weird places that they aren't supposed to be oh and now that and I'm like good. oh great no yeah and I but I already felt it once I was in there I'm like it was a cool space where we were but we were probably in a converted ward pretty big and it was probably like some who knows what the hell went on there Mm-mm, no but I know what the hell didn't <laughs> me because I got the hell out of there <laughs> yeah it was supposed to be like a romantic getaway we like laid in bed all night like holding our hands probably praying out loud (laughs) (laughs) looking at the ceiling, like please don't let us die in this creepy asylum was this husband one or two or one of the other various that was husband one and he god i only had two that was husband one but he did have psychic abilities you know Nope, i did not know that oh god yeah some weird shit went on with he and i Okay, so we were supposed to be leaving the country to go on that crazy trip to Cosmo. the first time I left to go to Mexico. This was in the early 80s, and I was going with their family. And we were supposed to have drive to his parents' house, and it was like an hour away. It was in winter, though. Yeah. And he laid down to take a nap, and there was this like a big storm blew him while he laid down to take this nap in the middle of the afternoon. He wakes up, and he goes, man, I had the weirdest dream that he had this weird dream that his brother had an accident with the car. And I'm like, oh, I'm like that. And it was so detailed. I mean, it was completely detailed. But then we had to get in in the car and drive like an hour in shitty weather to get to his parents because we were leaving the next day. Yeah. So we all go to bed that night. His brother and his girlfriend go out. And it was was shitty out there. We had a lot of snow and it was just shitty. You know how it can get in Minnesota in the winter. I do. So they go out because she's not going with us. And so they're going out to spend one last night together. Phone rings at about, I don't know, 1.30 in the morning. And I'm downstairs. So I answer it. And it's the brother. And he's like telling me to get the dad. And I'm like, I'm not getting the dad because I'm like, I'm not going. I don't, right. don't want to be. The messenger to be killed and he's like we had an accident with the hot car we had an accident with the car Ooh. he had had the dream they had an accident with the, yeah. that you know wow okay so i'm like oh shit so i go and get my ex up we're not married at this point but i go and yeah. get him up he gets on the phone with them and finds out the details or whatever and we kind of tell the parents what's going on and we're like we'll go take care of this we'll go do it right. so we start off and it's um We're in Minnesota, but the accident is in Wisconsin, and he's like an hour maybe away. I can't remember. Something screwed him up. There's another, there's like two cities, and he thought there was the same name, and I can't think of what what those are now. But he thought he was in Minnesota, and he was actually in Wisconsin. I mean, the kid was like out of his head. Yeah. It's been a strange day, and now there's a strange call in the night. Myself and my ex are about to head out in the middle of a frigid, snowy winter night to rescue his lost brother. Stay with us. Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked, which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi dot com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email here at gmail.com or call 323-488-3303. It looks like we're heading out into the night and things just get weirder. Back now. To my story something screwed him up there's another there's like two cities and he thought there was the same name and i can't think of what, what those are now but he thought he was in minnesota and he was actually in wisconsin i mean the kid was like out of his head yeah so we go driving and we don't know we've never been to this part of wisconsin so we go driving over to find him get him he's at some pers- people's house they're at a, someone's house that took him in yeah wow and um as we go x number one is describing the route He's like, "Oh my god, this is exactly like my dream." Now we're gonna come around the corner. There's a school there, and then he's like, "In about a mile, the car. We're gonna see the car, and there's a tree in the coming through the back, and there was. Oh my god, that is crazy. I know. I've got goosebumps just telling you because it was like, and it was so surreal, Jenny, because it was the middle of the night, right. 3 in the morning, you know how quiet it can be. Yeah. Yeah, it was just that quiet after a big snowfall. Everything was clean and quiet and we were the only ones out there. And he is like give me the play by play of his dream that's now becoming reality in front of our eyeballs. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Long story short, we got there and um, you know, it all played out somehow, but that the weird thing was is that whole situation now Fast forward then, maybe five, six years down the road, that the same brother that had the accident ends up killing himself. He was like 21, super young, you know, kid. So that was a tragedy. Terrible. It was terrible. And by this time, I am married into the family. It affected the whole family. It was awful. So a year goes by. We're visiting his family to be with them on the right. um, anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. And we come back to our apartment and we have a message on our machine. This is back in the days of answering machines. It was probably right. like 87 or something. Yeah. Uh, and it is I, – I still don't know what this was. It is this guy saying, my – Ex's name, first name. He's calling him by his first name, and he's like, "It's your brother, dude. It's your brother. I need help. You gotta help me, man. You gotta help oh my me." My God. Yeah, and he's like, "I just don't know what to do. I'm up against the wall." I mean, it was like, "You gotta call me. You gotta help me. I don't know what to do." And we're like, "I'm again. I'm getting yeah. goosebumps because it was it sound like, like him, and it didn't not yeah. sound like him. You know what I mean? We. It's like it yeah. had been a year since we'd heard his voice or whatever, but it was just like I just remember we came home and we played that. Tape, And he, he and I standing looking at each other like across from, you know, with the tape recorder there, like in both of us Can't probably being it. like, I just remember like all the blood yeah. drained from his face. I mean, he was just like yeah. white. And I'm like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? And we had that tape for a long time. It was one of those Mm -hmm. tiny cassettes, but it's long gone. My ex had had another weird dream, like right within like 24 hours of before that phone call. It was like something to do with an airplane. He's like, the brother landed an airplane in the middle of Main Street of their small town that they lived in. And he was saying that, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. Like whatever it was, I need your help landing or whatever. It was a dream that where he needed help. But then like, I know it was a year Mm -hmm. later exactly. After it happened, so that was fucking weird. Naturally, any creepy conversation between the sisters somehow always rolls back around to the haunted house we grew up in. By the way, don't miss next week's show, which is all about that. Anyway, listen in as Jenny and I chat about various bone-chilling memories from our childhood... And that reminds me of some recent weirdness that I've encountered.
1: The house was well-established as haunted at this point. You know, Mom and Dad couldn't get a babysitter to come back a second time ever, all that kind of stuff. And we were in grade school, and it was a night. Mom was at work. It was just evening time. Um, Dad was in his usual spot in, in his chair watching TV. And um, me and Matt, for sure, maybe Aaron and Skye. It was Aaron or Skye or both of them. And then Matt's friend, um, Mark, from across the street. And we were playing a board game in that. So we're two rooms away from Dad in that front room where they always had the Christmas tree. And um, all of a sudden, Larry comes stomping in. Goddamn little sons of bitches, which one of you had done it?
0: <laughs> that sounds just like him.
1: Yeah, we're all immediately terrified, like, what? <laughs> right. And what had happened was um, he was sort of dozing off, and somebody, one of us, he believed, came up behind him, pulled his, you know, he always wore that welding cap. Yeah. Basically, a baseball-shaped hat. Somebody pulled it down, hit him over the head, and pulled that down over his eyes. And he was convinced one of us did it pulled his hat down (laughs) over his face and hit him over the head.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And we, I mean, there was nobody else home. Everybody that was home was in that room playing that game and then dad in the other room. Mm -hmm. And we did not, I mean, we wouldn't have dared to do that, to do that. No,
0: because if he would have caught you, he would have whooped your ass on worse, possibly. Big trouble. But. Of course, we were all secretly delighted. <laughs> but that's something, that's right? Honest. Then you knew that the ghost was on our freaking side, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that one's pretty legit. Remember the one? Were you there when the um candy cane fell off the Christmas tree? That's ringing a bell. What it was fell it? Fell off the Christmas tree, and it was like I think we were all in the room, and it like just fell off, and we watched it fall, and before it like hit the floor, it was like someone put a hand out, and then it just landed like just gently
1: oh weird no i don't remember anything yeah that.
0: i can't remember who was in the room but it was like i i don't know yeah freaking weird there was weird shit happening there all the time i mean you it's like that house made you feel like you were losing your mind
1: it that sure did our
0: parents they are still there and yeah
1: right <laughs> it's,
0: it's gone as far as i could with them
1: i think um there you know. It never. There was never. It was always creepy and scary, but it was never. Nobody ever tried to kill me. That's kind of what I always come back to. Or we would have moved out.
0: I think. <laughs> the, to me, here's, Jenny, here's, here's and now the time to tell you that there um, were like eight other children that were killed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just don't remember. I originally was part of a much bigger family. Yes, you just don't remember because you're traumatized and uh, you're a survivor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: Right. I'm blocking it out. as a coping mechanism.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So,
1: no, to me, I I always felt this way. And you can tell me if you did, too. But to me, the very creepiest time to be in that house was in the middle of the afternoon on a sunny summer day. That's when that house was most creepy. Yeah. Like,
0: I think, like, between, like, three and six in the afternoon is where I used to hear weird shit. I used to hear people talking, calling my name. You know, weird shit would move. Yeah.
1: Well, that's interesting, the calling your name thing. Yeah, that the, a lot of the stuff moving. Radio
0: yeah. turning on by itself. Hearing people walk around upstairs and you're like, fuck, maybe someone is home. Right. It could be one of the 18 people that live here. No, but
1: one afternoon, um, this was when Carrie was dating, well, I think we call him Ned now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> His new name is Ned.
1: Yeah. So Carrie and Ned were there and, and me and nobody else was home. So it was just the three of us and they were going go to go down to the drugstore. So asked if I wanted to go and I, I didn't want to go. So they left in his little, I think he had a little green car. Anyway, they left and I'm there for a long time and I had gone upstairs doing something and I came down. And as I was walking down and coming around the bottom of the banister, going through that hallway, I heard Carrie go, Jenny from that front that front room again the room we were just talking about Mm -hmm. yep and hello Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh they're they're back and so I look in there and they're not there and I'm like well I know you know I know she's in here and then I'm like oh they're hiding from me they're trying to freak me out so how old were you I don't know 10 11 12 I wasn't a little kid right Uh, yeah you know you
0: you wouldn't have been because when Ned was on the scene you were yeah you're probably 11 ish
1: Yep. and so I realized they're, they're pranking me and like, well, I'm not going to let them get the better of me. So I realized where the voice came from. It's behind the, one of the wing chairs. You remember mom had those two old wing chairs? Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: So I, I come, you know, like creep up to the chair and I, I kind of jump into the seat and I go over the back. And I'm like, aha and nobody's there. And like, five minutes later they come home for real legit and by then i'm like sitting outside waiting for them because i'm really uh, yeah, i spent
0: a lot of time on the freaking curb yep sitting outside like, waiting for someone to come back like oh, i'll just uh, hang out here thank you yeah yep exactly the curb was safe. No. i swear one time i heard matt say my name and he wouldn't have been that big. I mean, he probably would have like I was probably like 17 so he'd have been like 7 and I and like I knew no one was home. Yeah. And then I was like I think I was in this either in the small bathroom or in the room by that small bathroom so you're kind of far from the rest part of the rest of the house and I thought I heard him in the family room yelling for me. And then logically my mind's going, "No, You know, but then, of course, I went because I'm like, well, what the fuck? And then no one was there. And then I'm like, okay. Then you get that creepy feeling like, okay, someone's in here now fucking with me. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, time to head to the curb. Tell my friends
1: (laughs) to (laughs) come. Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for the friends to come keep you company. Yeah,
0: and to tell you, like, you're not fucking nuts. Because at least, you know, I had my friends, the twins. They, like, they experienced weird shit there. And so did Ned and husband number one.
1: Oh yeah, many times when they'd have to stay overnight because of bad weather. I remember the knocking. The knocking was that always happened. The, somebody knocking. Knocking, on the wall. and
0: then they had the uh, someone walk through the room. The the you know if you walked from the like the center room through the family room to yeah, the kitchen to the kitchen. They mm-hmm. heard someone walk through the family. You know, someone come through, and they were just in there. And mm-hmm. Ned asked, you know, are are you awake? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, who was that? And they're like, I don't know. And then the person never came back out, but they heard. Doors being slammed and opened and shut and everything. And then I think they heard a a plate break. And then um, they were like petrified. You know, they were like, you know, 19 year old guys. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, yeah, again, who wouldn't be petrified? It was fucking weird there. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they finally fell back to sleep, but no one ever came out. And then they they asked everybody the next morning, who was in the kitchen last night? Nobody was in the right. kitchen last night. <laughs> and There was no broken plate probably to be found. No, either, but right? there was that other story of that time when the plate did fly off and land way in the middle of the room. But then I've had similar situations here. The picture of grandma and all of us, except for Chris, it, sh- and it shot literally probably seven feet. Oh, and it fell from probably five feet, face down, shot across. Was this This was here or was
1: this in? Yeah,
0: in Where- this room I'm sitting in. In this room I'm sitting in.
1: You can't say earthquake. No, there was I a checked earthquake. that. And
0: plus nothing else fell. I mean, there was other shit in here that should have yeah. fallen and nothing else did. I mean, it's on a bookshelf, on a shelf, on a bookshelf. And it's like I said, it's probably four and a half feet up, five feet. It, I heard it fall at like five thirty in the morning, and then I couldn't find when I got up at like seven thirty because it didn't felt sound like anything broke. It just something fell. How long ago was it? Um, it was in less uh, maybe last fall. Last yeah, it was summer, before Grandma fall. died, right? Before Grandma mm-hmm. died, and I walked back here because I have like a desk, and then I behind me I have like a kind of a, a little shelf thing, so it's like a it's like a U shape, but it. But it's narrow, and there was a thing sticking out. It shot through and went, like, Very it, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way mm-hmm. it could have shot across. It was before Dexter died. I mean, it had to dodge objects, Jenny, and within, a, like, a like a two-and-a-half-foot lane. Yeah, because I texted everybody. I'm like, is everybody okay? Is Grandma okay? Who, is everyone all right? Because I was like, this is just fucking weird. Right. But then after Dexter died, I had a couple things like that happen. I had something fall over, and then... I was in the bathroom. This was really weird. I was feeling, I was bummed. I mean, I was having a rough day. And so I was, I was literally giving myself a pep talk in the mirror. Yeah. And all of a sudden behind me, like, and to behind me, like kitty corner to me is the tub. And the squeegee shoots out of the tub and goes across the floor and skitters under a cabinet across the, from the tub, probably about four four feet, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, it went under this thing and I was like, I felt like it was totally Dexter, but I'm like, what the hell? What the hell just happened? Did you go outside and sit on the curb? Because I would have. <laughs> this house does not feel creepy at all, but it's like, okay, that was weird. I don't think mom
1: and dad's house feels creepy when I'm there anymore either. It's like, it just feels empty, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, well, they say that some of that stuff just runs off our own energy. So it's like, I'm sure we were all right. Yep. Teenage angst. Mm -hmm. Making it all, you know, just as crazy. But that place was always weird. Even before I even moved there, I'm like, I want to live in a haunted house. So I think it's on me. It's your fault. (laughs)
1: You're a witch and you've made it all
0: happen. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I've lived some of those stories and I'm still freaking out after listening. Thank you for listening and showing up here with us. We know there's lots to listen to in podcast land, and we're super grateful that you're listening to us. Since you're listening, please can you help us spread the word? Tell a friend or two, or a hundred, about the show. We want to keep making it for you, and every listener makes a difference. You can find the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then... Pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, I stayed a night one time in a converted insane asylum that they converted into like a bed and breakfast. How in the hell did I get here? Also, since there was a reference to a suicide in this week's episode, it just feels right to take a moment to share the number for the 24-hour suicide hotline in the United States, which is one eight hundred two seven three. 273 8255 or 1-800-273-TALK. Our sponsor is The Coloring Book Coach. Be sure to find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. This week's storytellers were myself, Kim A. Floden, and my sister, Jenny Gardner. The artist, Silent Partner, creates our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies and the spooky music you heard for today's show, which is called Slow Shock. We found them on YouTube's creator library. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing help from Carrie Floden.